Welcome everyone to the Hot Tag Hooligans Wrestling Podcast show with myself, Aaron, and Tom. And on this episode, we had to bring her back. She's one of our top viewed episodes of all time. It's the one and only Riley Rocket. How's it going? Hi, good. How are you? Doing good. It's about the storm where I'm at right now. So it's kind of one of those hit and miss kind of evenings. How's your evening going? Pretty well, actually. Yeah. Now, the last time we spoke with you, you were just starting to pick up more bookings and things of that nature. COVID was kind of starting to slim up a little bit where restrictions were going on and you were wrestling for the School of Morton. But since then, your career has kind of taken a really good rocket, per se, straight (laughs) to the top. And you're being able to travel all across right now. So one question I have for you is, what are some places that you have gone and that you've really enjoyed uh, visiting and uh, traveling to so far? Love Nashville. Nashville is such a wrestle. People there are fantastic. But I think my favorite is probably Vegas. That was favorite. I would drop everything back. Now, your character has started to develop a whole lot more as well uh, from the mm-hmm. last time we had you on. So kind of take us through the, uh, the process a little bit of kind of discovering who you are now. It took a lot of me getting out of a super, super dark place to actually develop who Riley Rocket is meant to be and um, just being in the ring a lot more also helps with my character because my opponents are amazing so being able to wrestle girls that are fantastic has also pushed me and that's just helped boost my character. Who are some of those talents that you've been able to share a ring with because to the point where we spoke with you guys, and for anyone who missed that episode, it was almost over a year and a half ago. It was one of our very first episodes that we ever had on the show. You were doing a lot of intergender wrestling at that time, so you hadn't had a chance to wrestle a lot of the female talent. But who are some of those female talents that you've been able to share a ring with uh, right now that has really elevated um, you? Yes. Somebody who uh, she actually means a lot to me. Um, we didn't like each other at first because we both kind of, I mean, I wasn't very good when I started wrestling her and she was like a year ahead of me or whatever. So we, we didn't like each other. Um, but, uh, now we are like almost, we're pretty much like best friends and that's Kenzie page, her and I, we go, we go, um, Kenzie page, definitely another one of my super, super close friends, Ella Envy. Uh, I've worked at Dream Girl Ellie quite a bit. Um, Alice Crowley, definitely my girls at NWA. So Angelina Love, Natalia Markova, and Genocide. So, so you, that's a lot. There is a lot of a lot of up and coming names, but also some bigger names. How how influential is that in your career to be able to work with some of these talented women? It's, it's very, it's very different because like Aaron said, I'm very used to wrestling the guy 
So when I got out and started pinching out and just wrestling girls, it was so different, but I wouldn't change anything about it. I love, I love working girls, but like, like I said, like if they need me to wrestle a guy, I'm not opposed to it. I'll do it. But I really enjoy wrestling girls and we're like a huge, like sisterhood. I, I mean, I've run into a few problems, but not really anything I couldn't handle or couldn't fix, but all women, we're Now, do you think that wrestling the men earlier on helped your career or hurt your career? I think it helped my career um, because I was taught to be super, super aggressive because of who I was taught by. I was taught by a man and I was the only girl in my wrestling school. So of course, everything's and everybody's gonna be a lot more aggressive, but that's helped me a lot. And through that, I've helped quite a bit of that are like new and upcoming that I've worked. I've helped them guide them through what to do in the ring. Like if they're heel and they're brand new at being a heel, I'll just talk to them in the ring. I'll be like, hey, do this, do this, do this. And then afterwards, I'll explain to them why I had them do that stuff. So that has helped. That's also helped like wisen me up on the different perspectives as well. You mentioned the aggressive part of it, but I'm going to tell you some of the female only matches that are around right now are super hard hitting. Some of them are even more hard hitting than the actual men matches that I watch nowadays. I think sometimes with the men... (laughs) Uh, there's so many spot, spot, spot sometimes, and they get away from the aggression part of it. But the female uh, only matches right now are really starting to show a lot of those aggressions with the feuds. Mm -hmm. And uh, being a female, we do, it sucks, but we still do have to work twice as hard as the males because I hate saying this, but wrestling is still a male dominant sport women are stepping up and there's a lot more women wrestlers and they're all so fantastic, but men are dominant in that sport. So just for us women to even be noticed, we have to have that aggression. We have to have actual like technical wrestling. We have to have, um, we have to prove ourselves in the ring just to even case, which I have mad respect for any because of everything we have to go through. It's just, it's, it's difficult, but it's something I know that we all love to do. So watching women in the ring is a lot more, they have a lot more passion to them, which also helps with the aggression because they want to try to put on the best performance that they possibly can. And we enjoy it. So at least me, I try to put in as much passion, but also aggression as possible because I am so small and there's a lot of other female opponents that are bigger than me. So I have to be that aggressive baby face or heel or whatever. So do you feel like there's certain um, talent that's influencing you uh, as far as giving you that advice to make sure that you stand out can you talk about, you know, things like that and what's pushing you to get, you know, further on in your career? Yeah, I've been working with jazz quite a bit, uh, like especially behind the scenes. 
at NWA, just sitting and talking to her about everything. Um, also Medusa, she's lovely. I love her. She's great. But just being able to sit down and talk to these different legends about their experience and about how they think women's wrestling should be and listening to like their views on it and how it was when they were in it versus how it is now. And it's changed so much, but at the same time, it hasn't changed. We, we've changed in the aspect of we're not just eye candy anymore. We are considered professional athletes, which it's taken us a long time to get to where we are. Even when Jazz and Trish Stratus and Lita were wrestling, they were still considered eye candy, but that was the beginning of female wrestling. And you mentioned the NWA, and you've also, you know, had a, a few cup of tea helping out with Impact Wrestling as well since the last time we spoke with you. Mm-hmm. So when you're going from these small-time promotions and then you're getting work for bigger-name promotions, what's the main difference that you're seeing? The main difference, I think, is probably the cameras, <laughs> honestly. Um, the atmosphere is great. There are some smaller promotions where I'm kind of like sketchy about it or I'm like I've been there once and if I go there again you know like I don't know but like especially with NWA and Impact I've noticed it's they're a lot more family I guess you could say very homey very family very welcoming I want you to be my sister I want you to be my friend hey I'm going to give you the advice, try this in your match. Okay, this is my finish. Cool. Let's do something different, whatever. We all like impact NWA. They're all very family, which is, I think that's something that we definitely need in wrestling. And one thing that we're seeing more in professional wrestling is being able to work in or in between different promotions. Have you found that it's been easy to kind of work here, there, and everywhere? And is that a positive thing, do you feel like, or is it a negative? I think it's a very, very positive thing to be able to work in between because, one, I'm getting exposure, but also I get to try something new and I get to go somewhere else. It's it's a very, very good variety to have. So, like, I'll be at NWA one day and then like the next day or whatever, I'll be at some Joe Schmo promotion, you know, in North Carolina, whatever, like that, that variety is so good. And that way every fan everywhere is seeing me, not just on TV, but also in person, because there are some fans that don't have the access to like, to watch like the pay-per-views and everything like that. So being able to be in front of live people that puts more eyes on you as well. A lot more eyes than just views. So it's, it's, I love it. I try to take as many bookings as possible. Sometimes I double book and then I feel so bad when I have to cancel one promotion to go to another promotion. Cause I'm like, I'm sorry. I double book. I get so excited. Um, but the fans, are literally like they're my favorite they're they're my number one priority they are the reason well one of the reasons I do what I do so definitely having that that variety is it's fantastic it's absolutely great 
So you haven't been doing this very long, about four years right now in your career. And a lot of guests that we actually have on our show are sometimes shocked at how their careers have progressed at this time. So when you look back at your career, especially with COVID, you really missed almost two years of actual wrestling around the world and around the U.S. Or, you know, are you shocked with the way that your career is going right now? I am. I'm shocked, but I'm also very thankful and very blessed to be where I'm at. And um, the first time I was actually at NWA was in March. And that was actually the day to the day it was on my 20th birthday. So that was a big thing for me. It was so surreal just being there. I was like, wow, I'm at NWA celebrating my 20th birthday. And I didn't even like I wasn't even expecting to be there, you know, like, like I said, I've only been doing this for almost four years. So I, I, I try to stay as humble as possible because I know if I get too much of a head on it, I'm going to get too mean about it. So I'm just like, I'm very thankful for where I'm at. And the fact that my, my career right now, it, I can't go anywhere but So when you're looking at your uh, career taking off and getting sometimes double booked and booked all over the place, do you find it hard to balance uh, your family and your, your, your life and be able to kind of hold all that together? Or is it pretty easy for you? It's, of course, it's difficult. Um, but I take my mom everywhere, like, every wrestling show she's like my bodyguard and like my momager or whatever and at the at the shows and everything nobody knows her real name so she's mama rocket and she will forever be mama rocket so um sometimes i'll bring my family and certain shows they're kind of like oh my gosh i love this or certain shows are like eh. so it's just a it's a hit or miss depending on where i'm going how far away it is that kind of thing. But I just recently quit my shoot job. So I'm doing like little side jobs here and there to have money for gas because gas is outrageous. And I also need food money because I'm an athlete. So I eat a lot. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I'm trying to balance all of it together. I'm also in school, which I'm on summer break right now, but I am a college student online. So I'm trying to do that. I'm trying to go get my bachelor's degree in forensic psychology. So I'm trying to balance all of that together, which is, it's working out, knock on wood, it's working out pretty well right now. But once my bookings start taking off even more than it already is, because I'm getting three to four bookings every week, which is nice. That's very nice. But it's not something I can financially live off of just quite yet so until that point I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing bringing my mom everywhere of course you know like even then I think I'll still bring her everywhere with me because she's mom rocket so forensic psychology now that's an interesting field so what kind of gravitated you towards that this sounds really weird but I've always been obsessed with crime and serial killers and murder and it's very morbid and I hate saying it because I don't want to sound like I'm like going to be a serial killer or anything because I'm not it's just it's fascinating and the way that the mind works in the criminal's mind um I studied Ted Bundy 
throughout my entire high school career and my senior year of high school I was doing competitive drama so like I would travel and create my own skits and everything with um, one of my drama partners and I created a piece that was this is insane it was literally the book that Ted Bundy's first girlfriend Liz wrote about their relationship and about all of the love letters so I took information from that book plus all of the trial I watched like I think there's like 40 hours of footage about the Ted Bundy trial so I literally watched all of that plus it's just it's so fascinating and Ted but I'm not saying Ted Bundy was a good guy at all at all but love he had for Liz I feel like that's a story that needed to be shared because that was beautiful. But the reason that I want to do forensic psychology is because I want to bring awareness to, to kind of show that not just males are serial killers and there are some females as well, but also to show others to be cautious and watch out because not every profile of what we know as a serial killer is the same. Not everyone is the same. Not every um, drug addict is the same. Not every um, thief is the same. Every criminal, we have a specific profile and most people fit into that profile, but not everyone does. So I, I, I kind of want to bring awareness to kind of tell people that not everything we've been told about profiling these criminals is the exact same. Yeah. I, I love things like 48, 48 hours. I can get involved in the first 48 and like things like snapped and things like that. Just kind of once I start getting hooked on that type of stuff, I love watching it. Yeah. I love, I love crime stuff too. Yes. Um, not that I'm for crime, but I do find it <laughs> interesting just like you're saying, because <laughs> And that kind of could fall into wrestling. I mean, I could see a wrestling character for you based upon a forensic psychologist uh, because look at all the personalities wrestlers have. And I could see something with you going. Would you be interested in doing something with a character like that? I guess if I was signed somewhere and they were like, hey, do this. But other than that, probably not. Um, <laughs> but I, I actually did have to do, um, a lot of research and I did a project in high school about Chris Benoit, which that's a huge case. <laughs> so yeah. that was a rough one because I am in the same sport that he was in when all of that happened. And that was, that was pretty rough, but I don't think I could do a gimmick like that. <laughs> I think it would mess me up mentally doing that for so long. So, and I mean, the Rocketeers love Riley Rocket. So I don't want to just like, you know, change that. And then they're like, who is this girl? You know, but like I said, mentally, it would mess me up because my original major that I wanted to go in for was psychiatry. But psychiatry, you have to be able, I, I mean, psychologists, they can like diagnose or like have like a suggestion, but not really a real diagnosis, but a psychiatrist can have a diagnosis and give you medication right there, which kills people quicker from the inside out. And it's just like, I don't want to be the cause for somebody's death doing that. And I would feel so horrible and just mentally psych wards, that stuff just 
messes me up. So I don't know, like <laughs> the whole that whole gimmick. Man, I don't know. I like I could see like this Harley Quinn type gimmick because okay. you know she was the Joker psychologist and he yeah. kind of put her under the spell. I, I'm just throwing it out there. I love the Joker. Absolutely love the Joker. <laughs> I'm actually planning on heading to the body farm pretty soon because there is a body farm here in Tennessee. It's actually right under the Knoxville um, UT stadium. So yeah, it's underneath. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be going there kind of excited, but kind of nervous because I've seen dead bodies before and they're not fun. So that's all you, that's all you there, Riley. That's all you. So do you have a happy place? Like do you (laughs) sometimes just break off and watch Disney movies or something? Yes, Disney, everywhere, pop figures. I I, I'm actually going to Disney at the end of August. This will be my third time there, but my second like long trip, and I'm super excited. I literally watch Disney every single day, every single day. Like, it's it's my fourth. Oh, technically, it's my fourth time because the first time I went, my mom found out the day before she went to Disney that she was pregnant with me. So I count that. (laughs) <laughs> what's I what's mean, the best Disney movie of all time? That's such a hard. Oh my gosh, my favorite Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Oh lord. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're gonna be the only one that's ever gonna say that. I think. Oh. I really love Coco. Coco, Disney Pixar, but I love that movie. I was obsessed with Finding Nemo when I was growing up. Like, I wore that DVD out to the point where we had to get, like, another copy or two because I just, I purely watched Finding Nemo, Cinderella, and Snow White. That was it. Yeah. That's some brutal stuff. We did this thing one day where we tried to do our top 10 Disney, and it was so hard to do. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. By the time we did it, we were like, I forgot about this one. I forgot about that one. There's so many good ones. Yeah, no. No, none of our none of ours had Snow White on it. No, none of ours. See, we. I think, okay, I think besides Snow White, my favorite Disney movie is the Goofy movie. My mom and I are actually rewriting the movie as a musical right now, like to put on Broadway because we are very like we love theater. We are very, a very, very music oriented house. So she actually went to school for music. So she knows how to compose pieces, which we're going to compose some of it together, but then the rest we might send to like a real composer, like a music teacher or something. But we're actually working on turning that into a stage play. So that's something I'm really excited about. We literally like on the way to shows, we'll either listen to a crime podcast or we will listen to Disney to, to that album and um, structure out what we want in our musical. So definitely huge Disney fans. I've so tried watching every singing? Are you singing in this musical? Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. From, from stabbing and slicing to skipping and singing. What? The life of Raleigh Rocket. 
Yeah. Oh, oh Lord. Now, I do have a bone to pick with you, okay? Because I heard, I need you to sell me on something, okay? okay? My wife is obsessed with the television show Friends. And I hear that you love Friends. And it drives me crazy that every night she's trying to go to sleep watching Friends. And my daughter loves Friends. And I just can't get into it. Tell me why I should get into Friends. You should get into it because... I mean, I'm not like, I'm not their age or anything. At mature level, I'm probably around their age, but it's very, there's aspects of it where it's absolutely hilarious and each friend represents something different. Like Monica is the clean freak who is very kind and loving. And Rachel is this outgoing party girl, popular. She was the cheerleader Chandler is this very sarcastic, cunning, like super funny. He had a messed up childhood, but he came out perfectly fine. Joey is Joey. (laughs) He's the only brother out of 12, 12, 13 siblings. So he's the only guy. He's got like 12 sisters. He's Italian. So that self is a personality. Phoebe is, um, she was homeless and she was on the streets. So she's very street smart, but not book smart. And Ross is very, um, he's emotionally damaged and he's book smart, not street smart. And it's, it's got a lot of timeless stories time. Like it's, the love stories are beautiful, which I know that that's like more chick flick. Love stories are more chick flick or whatever, but it's very, it's very, it's a very, very good TV show. And it still shares stories and shares lessons that everybody can learn about even 20, 25 years later. It's very beautiful. My wife is, she's watched this thing so many times. Like I'm, I'm telling you, like, I'll come in at all hours of the night or whatever and friends. And she's yep. like, you got to watch it. You got to watch it. It just doesn't seem like my cup of tea. Now there it's- have been bits and pieces. Like I'll go, you know, I just don't want to get invested in it. But I had saw that you were kind of big friends fan. So I wanted you to sell me on. I'm not quite sure you did though, but it's. I'm trying. I had, it's- had to try. I had to try. Well, I see, I'm trying to sell you on it, but I don't want to tell you about everything. Because that could ruin it for you. So, Tom, it sounds right up your alley, though, because you like shows like I've seen it, but I didn't follow it. Like, I haven't seen it, like, from episode one to the end. I've seen a lot of episodes, and I, it's fine. Yeah. But I I have a hard time. Like, I watch a lot of new stuff, and if I'm not watching that, I'm watching New Girl. So, I love New Girl. New Girl is so good. I also am super into The Office. Office is great. uh, Michael Scott is my favorite character. Prison Mike is my favorite episode. So I, or like the parkour one with Andy and (laughs) Michael Scott. That is my favorite. I, I've rewatched that friends, that 70s show, new girl, golden, uh, golden girls, Gilmore girls. I've watched those hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times over and over. So I like comedy. So. New Girl is that show we watch when we go to bed, even if it's just an episode, and mm-hmm. we're on 
season two. We just started season two for the I don't even know twenty seventh time. I don't know. Like as soon as we watched the last episode, we looked at each other and then just selfishly start episode one again. Yes. I yeah, Prince literally made that made that show. Prince Prince good episode. I just I just find their personalities all so different, but super funny in different ways. Along and with, it, yeah. And it takes completely out of reality for however long I'm watching it. All I'm thinking about is what nonsense they're going to say. Yeah. And there's a smile on my face the whole time. Yep. That's me with actually... Um... A comedy movie I'm really in I love my horror movies don't get me wrong I love my psychological thrillers whatever but my favorite movie I've got two favorite movies of all time they're both comedy movies one's a Christmas comedy movie that's the Grinch I watched the Grinch with Harry all year long that is like movie and stepbrothers stepbrothers is my favorite movie hands down stepbrothers is that's way all it's good yeah i I do like stepbrothers quite a bit it's it's a it's a good movie it it does make me laugh um and sometimes when i'm watching stuff i'm like man i can't wait till i I allow my son to watch this type stuff you know what i'm saying because i know he's just gonna die laughing at some of the stuff or i'll show him (laughs) a clip of something he thinks it's great but yes definitely better than snow white Definitely. Snow White just blows my mind because I, I just figured that you would be Little Mermaid, Frozen, you know, something. It's Snow White, but yeah, but I had my top ten. Definitely, like I got you. Frozen on there. Tell everyone out there where they can find you at on social media and where are you going to be next. Yeah. Okay. So next, I am going to be in Sevierville, Tennessee. This Friday, AFW, which is called Crossfire Wrestling. And next week, I will be in North Carolina. And that show is also with some of the guys from Control Your Narrative, which is EC3 and Braun Strowman's promotion. I actually did get to go up there, which was really cool, too. But they will be there as well, and it is for the uh, women's championship that I will be trying to get. And you can find me on social media. It's Rocket on no, it's Rocket Riley on Instagram and Twitter, and on Facebook it is Riley Rocket. That's R Y L E E and. Awesome, awesome. For everyone out there, we apologize. I know whenever this gets all put together, it's going to look like a mess because Tom's flipped and flopped. But like I said, the weather was really bad here today. So if um, for some reason it's not the greatest episode, we do apologize. But Riley, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Always a pleasure to talk to you and hope to get you back again sometime soon. Absolutely. All righty. For everyone out there, make sure you hit the subscribe button on behalf of myself and Tom. Do what you need to do. Stay safe so you can go out and support all the men and women all across uh, the U.S. Um, great times are around. SummerSlam's coming up. So many great things. StarCast and Tom and I will be back uh, very soon to discuss all that. And again, for me and Tom and Riley, 
Everyone enjoy and have a good night.